Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you name hallelujah amen amen if we if we take ourselves back to the life of joseph if you remember we started praying through some prayer points that god laid on our hearts from the life of joseph and we want to continue today and expand it a bit um, to take in one or two things that are not explicitly in that story but the Lord has laid on our hearts if there's one thing that stands out in that story it is how Joseph's gift that gift of the interpretation of dreams saw him through until he arrived at his destination it was the gift of the interpretation of dreams that actually got him into the challenge he had with his brothers. But it was that same gift when he was in prison and he interpreted the gift of the baker and the butler that got him out of that prison. It was that same gift when Pharaoh had a dream and no one in the land could interpret the dream that took him to Pharaoh and as he interpreted the dream took him to the position of prominence in the land where he was ruling the land on behalf of Pharaoh. Over the years I've believed very strongly that God puts gifts in each one of his children. The tragedy is that Many never really discover what God put in us until it's too late. We have finished our lives. I want us to pray tonight. One of the things we believed God for as we started this fast, as we shared at the beginning, was that there would be a revelation of the gifts that God has given each one of us. 1 Peter 4 verse 10, 1 Peter 4 verse 10, the Amplified Classic version of the Bible. Certainly one of my favorite scriptures in this version. As each of you has received a gift, each of you has received a gift. No one is left out. Every single person that God created, he has put something in that person, a gift. As each of you has received a gift, what is that gift? A particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment. Something that God himself has put in the person. Something that is woven into each person. Something that we have as we come from God. We are born 
with this gift. It might remain potential, but it is somewhere in us. Joseph didn't have to work hard to interpret dreams. They just came. It just came to him naturally. So as each of you has received a particular gift, a spiritual particular a gift, a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment, employ it for one another. Now, how can we employ to serve in the kingdom when we don't know what the gift is? And so we have to ask God, God, reveal what you have put in me. Reveal what you wired into my being. Reveal what I was sent to this earth with so that I can serve, I can employ it. As a good trustee of yours, a good trustee of God's many-sided grace. And so today we want to pray, Lord, by your Spirit, reveal the gift in me that I might use it to glorify your name. I might use it to serve in your kingdom. Reveal the gift in me, Heavenly Father. Father, reveal the gift in me, O God, Father. Father, reveal it that I might use it to serve, that I might use it to touch other lives. O God of mercy, Holy Spirit, I submit myself to you to ask that you reveal, reveal to me the gift that the Lord himself put in me, the gracious divine endowment, the particular spiritual talent, the thing that he put in me that would be a blessing to others, Reveal it to me, Heavenly Father. That's my heart's cry today, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, that I might be, that I might be used by you, O oh God. That I might be of service to the kingdom. That I might touch other lives, Heavenly Father. And it is by that gift that you have put in me. Father, reveal it to me, O oh God. Male liende Hariba gadeste lebro kulobo jaka karianda. Father, whatever it is, O oh God, whatever you have wired into my person, whatever you have deposited in me, O oh God, Father, whatever it is that you have put in me, what I came to this earth with, O oh God, Father, please reveal it, O oh God. Father, and as you reveal it, O oh God, I commit to yielding it to your spirit. I commit to submitting it to you, O oh God. Oh God of mercy. Holy Spirit, you are the revealer. Reveal the gifts of the Father that he has put in me. Oh God of mercy. Show me, O God. Father, show me, O God. Whatever that gift is, O God. Father, the gift that will make room for me, O God. And take me, O God, not to obscure men, but before kings, O God. Father, reveal that gift to me, O God. Father, in the same way, O God, that Joseph's gift, O God, propelled him into destiny. Let my gift, O God, whatever it is, Father, that you have given me, 
that gracious divine endowment, that particular spiritual talent, oh God. Reveal it to me, Heavenly Father. Father, I thank you, oh God. Father, I bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And I want to encourage you to keep praying that prayer. Just pray in the Spirit, God, because God gave it to us so that we can employ it in His service. And if we don't know what it is, we can't employ it in His service. So until you're, until you're clear as to those gifts, keep asking the Spirit of God and He'll reveal it to you. And talking about gifts, there are really three kinds of gifts in the Bible. That, what we prayed about is what is traditionally called the gifts of the Father. That's what the Father has woven into you and I as He created us. But then the Bible talks about the gifts of the Son. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. If I read verse 8 and 11 and 14. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. This is the Lord Jesus now. So we dealt with the gift of the Father, the gift of the Son. He gave gifts to men. And he himself gives some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. What's that scripture saying? The church will be in a sad place. The church will be like what the Bible describes. People who are tossed to and fro by every whim of doctrine. The church will continue to be immature like children, prone to the trickery of men, the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. If the Lord does not re reveal this fivefold ministry to the church, the church will always be lopsided without this fivefold ministry working in the church. And these are gifts that God has given the church. These are gifts to equip you and I. So we want to pray that, Lord, let your church come into a place of maturity, a place where the fivefold ministry is operating in the church, a place where we acknowledge the apostles, a place where we understand the prophets, a place where the evangelists are released to do their work. A place where the pastors shepherd and a place where the teachers teach. Go on, will you lift your voice with me and cry out for this mature church. And as we cry out for this mature church, we're also asking, Lord, that those that you have called to this fivefold ministry who are part of this platform, their testimony will be that there's a stirring in their hearts, a revelation. That's what we asked for at the beginning of the fast that you will show us your calling. And if there's anyone under the sound of my voice who's called to any of this fivefold ministry, that there will start to be a confirmation in your heart that that is what God has called you to. 
And as we pray for that confirmation, we also pray for the body of Christ. That the body of Christ will open up itself to this fivefold ministry. So that the ministry can equip the body, prepare the body. Father, do it, O God. Because, Father, we have messed it up ourselves, O God. We have elevated some of the ministry above the others, O God. We haven't acknowledged some of this ministry in the church, O God. We have ignored others, Heavenly Father. And Father, we repent, O God, of our ignorance and our negligence, O God. We say, Father, for your church to become mature, for us to become full, for us to be complete, this fivefold ministry has to serve us, O God. And so, Father, we repent, O God, where we have ignorantly handled these gifts, O God. We say, Lord, give us as the church another chance, O God, that this fivefold ministry might serve us in the church, might equip us, O God, might prepare us for the work of ministry, Heavenly Father. And Father, we pray, O God, Holy Spirit, that even now you will start to do a work in the hearts, O God, of the children of God, that any one of us that is called to this ministry will start to get a revelation of that calling, Heavenly Father. Oh God, we pray. Oh God of mercy, by your spirit, oh God. Mandele broko robo jokula ye kekeri ende broko lobo. Azibra de kekeri mando robo jaka karianda broko lobo shete. Mando robo jokula ye kekeri ende. O God of mercy, sabre de kila do robo jaka Father, reveal, O God, Father. Father, strengthen this fivefold ministry, O God, in the church, O God. We pray for the individual local churches. Why don't you pray for your local church? That the fivefold ministry will be strengthened in your local church. That the apostles will step into their calling, O oh God. Father, that the pastors will step into their calling, O oh God. Father, even if we've been wounded in the past, O oh God, where the prophetic has been abused, O oh God, we won't shut ourselves away, Father, from the true prophets, O oh God. Father, that the evangelists, O oh God, Father, will be fired up, O oh God, to galvanize the church, O oh, to reach out to those who are not yet saved, O oh God. Father, that the teachers will teach, O oh God, the sound doctrine, O oh God, that comes from your Bible. Father, we ask for this, O oh God, that the church might become mature, O oh God, that we might be better equipped for the work of the ministry. Father, we bless you, O oh God. We give you all the praise and all the glory, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if it wasn't bad enough that the church, because we don't understand, appreciate, open up ourselves to this fivefold ministry, because of that, the church is already challenged. It is now made worse when charlatans and hoodlums, gangsters, dubious people, now come in the guise of the fivefold ministry. So it's made worse. And that has been a hindrance to the church, causing the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to be disparaged by those who don't know him. 
In Matthew the seventh chapter, verse 15, our Lord Himself warns against this false, or as the Passion Translation says, phony prophets. Not just prophets, pastors, teachers who teach wrong doctrine. Evangelists who are there not for the souls but for the money. Apostles who should equip and release but on the contrary they want to control and subjugate and hold down. Jesus says constantly be on your guard against phony prophets. They come disguised as lambs appearing to be genuine but on the inside they are like wild ravenous wolves you can spot them by their actions for the fruits of their character will be obvious you won't find sweet grapes hanging on a thorn bush and you'll never pick good fruit good fruit from a tumbleweed so if the tree is good it produces good fruit but if the tree is bad it will bear only rotten fruit and it deserves to be cut cut down and burned look at the obvious fruit of their lives and ministries and then you'll know whether they are true or false will you join me in a simple prayer that the lord himself will expose all these fake phony charlatans who are masquerading as apostles as prophets as teachers as pastors as evangelists that the lord that we enter a season of exposure the lord himself will expose them and that if they don't repent because of the damage that they can do to the kingdom of God, to the children of God, and to the work of God, if they harden their hearts that God should judge them, will you join me to pray that prayer? Of course, we ask that when the Spirit comes upon them to repent, that there's a truly repentant heart. But if there's none, then let God expose them and judge them. Lift your voice. Go on and pray that prayer. Because the damage that they're doing to the work of God the damage that they are doing to the children of God, the way they are causing the Lord's name to be disparaged is slowing down this work of revival. And so, Father, we come before you, O God, Heavenly Father. You know all things, O God. You see the heart of man. You know those who are genuine, O God. Not that they are perfect, but they are genuine in their intentions. And you know those, Father, whose motives, O God, are the wrong motives. Father, those who are there, O oh God, to abuse your flock, Heavenly Father. Father, those who are there, O oh God, Father, to take advantage of your flock, O oh God. Father, those who are there, O oh God, Father, for material gain. Father, you know them, O oh God. Father, those, O oh God, who have used lies and manipulation to hold down your people, O oh God. Father, you know them, O oh God. Those who are supposed to release, but on the contrary, Father, they have manipulated and controlled and subjugated, Heavenly Father. Father, you know all of them, O oh God. And Father, you, have, you are out of grace, O oh God. You have allowed this to continue, Heavenly Father. But Father, we are saying, O oh God, for the sake of the work, for the sake of the revival, Father, even for your name's sake, O oh God, for the sake of your children, O oh God, who are falling victims, O oh God, Father, to all these fake charlatans, Heavenly Father. We are saying, Lord, let us enter the season of exposure, O God. Let us enter the season of judgment, Father. For Father, if judgment does not begin in your house, O God, then there cannot be judgment outside your house, O God. So Father, judge in your house, O God. 
Father, those who refuse to repent, oh God, judge, oh God. Father, those who have hardened their hearts, judge, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the spirit of judgment flow through your church all around the world, oh God. But as many, oh God, as repent, oh God, as your spirit, oh God, touches them and convicts, convicts them, convicts us, Heavenly Father. Father, as many of us who repent, oh God, show mercy, Heavenly Father. But for those, oh God, who think that they are so wise, Heavenly Father, wiser than you, oh God, may this be the season of judgment, Heavenly Father, the season of exposure, oh God. For Father, the harm that they have caused, oh God, Father, is too much, Heavenly Father. Father, some have even left the fold, oh God, Father, because of this charlatans, Heavenly Father. Oh God of mercy, this is a season of judgment, Heavenly Father. Father, judge, oh God. For Father, how else can the world be judged if your church is not judged, oh God? Father, let judgment begin in your church, Heavenly Father. How can revival come to your church, oh God? Father, when these people are masquerading, oh God, Father, as your teachers, your prophets, your apostles, your evangelists, your pastors, Heavenly Father. Father, thankfully, oh God, you see the heart of man, oh God. Heavenly Father, oh God, Maleste Brokunadeke, Jebrindeki and Doroboshtolobo, Mandelebraki and Delebreki and Doroboshokulaye, Zebrindeke Lebrokulayinka Kariaraboshto Brokuta, Jebrebebebeki and Delebrokoloboshtolobo. Father, these are genuine gifts from your son, from your son, oh God. And Father, these fake gifts, oh God, are casting aspersions on the genuine ones. Father, judge it, oh God. Father, we thank you, O God. Lord, we bless you, O God. Those are the gifts, gifts of the Son. But then there are another set of gifts which we absolutely need if we are going to enter the phase of revival. We need a church that is manifesting, flowing, in the gifts of the Spirit. The early church, when you read the Acts of the Apostles, what caused the revival were a people who were flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. And I want you to know that it is not God's plan for a few people standing behind the pulpit to be the ones who manifest the gifts of the Spirit. That is not God's plan. That is what man has created. Part of the reason is so that many are dependent on a few. And the few can't do the work because the work can't be done without the gifts of the Spirit. So what is our heart's desire? That the Spirit will pour Himself out on the church. That the gifts of the Spirit will be manifest in the church. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 to 11. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, not to a privileged few, for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of, to of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things. 
distributing to each one individually as he wills. What does the Apostle Paul encourage us to do? That we should covet the gift. If you're listening to me on this platform, you're part of this prayer. At the end of this fast, you have to be flowing in some gift. It's not the preserve of a few. You have to. Whether it's the word of knowledge or the word of wisdom or the working of miracles, the gifts of healings, you have to be flowing in some gifts. And I encourage you to flow in some gifts that is a bit more than speaking in tongues. So we want to pray. This prayer is for yourself. Don't, don't bother about the, the rest of the church. Everybody will pray for themselves. That Father, pour out your spirit on me and manifest your gifts in me. Go on, can you begin to pray? Pour out your spirit on me. Use me in this manner. You use them of old. Surely you can use me today. Pour out your spirit on me and manifest. Let the gifts of the spirit be manifest through me. And some of you have already started sensing a particular gift. Now it's time to pray for boldness to step into that gift. Go on. For boldness to step in as the spirit pours himself out on you. They are called manifestation gifts because no one owns them. The Spirit manifests those gifts through a person. But why don't you present yourself so that the Spirit can do so? It can be the preserve of a few. It just cannot work. It can be a privileged few. This apostle, this pastor, this overseer, this bishop, and that's all? No, that's not the, the, the New Testament church. The New Testament church is you and I, anyone. The Spirit can manifest through that person. As long as you present a pure vessel, as long as you present yourself by grace, the Spirit can manifest to, through you. I, I believe the Spirit wants to use you. That's why you are on this prayer platform at this point in time. Why don't you just allow the Spirit of God to do so? Holy Spirit, Malin de Lebro Sungaliash Telebo, Yo Braseke Lebrezeke Lemandura Yeke Kerien de Brocosto. Whether it's the word of wisdom, that that that's that supernatural grace that makes you simplify complex things by wisdom. Whether it's the word of knowledge where God drops something in your spirit that you have no right knowing if it wasn't for the Spirit of God. Whatever the gift is, why don't you cry out for it? The gift of healing is not the, is not the preserve of the healing evangelist. Of course, God uses him in a mighty way. It's not the preserve of a pastor or an overseer. No, that is not the New Testament church. The gift of healing should be working in our small groups, our life groups, our connect groups in your homes. Why don't you believe that God will use you in that area, that you will lay hands on the sick and that they will recover? The working of miracles is not for the, for the man of God who flies in and is known and reputed for the working of miracles. Thank God for that. But how many miracles can God do through one man? Even Elijah and, and Elisha, you add all the miracles together that they did. It wasn't even up to 50 or so miracles. Look at all the things that need to happen in the world. So God needs to use you. That's why you're praying this prayer for the working of miracles. It is not dependent on you. It's dependent on the power of God. You're just a carrier. You're just a conduit. And can't God use you? He can. For, can't he use you to interpret the speaking of tongues? So that someone speaks and you hear and you know what that person is saying and you interpret it so that the body is encouraged, the body is lifted up. Say, God, if you can use anyone, you can use me. 
use me in this manner, Heavenly Father. Father, I'm tired of being a bystander. I'm tired of just sitting in the pews. I'm tired of just being an observer. It has reached the stage, God, where I present myself and I ask that you use me, Heavenly Father. In the, if you can use anyone, Lord, use me. If you can use the pastor and you can use the bishop and you can use the overseer and you can use the archbishop, then surely, Lord, you can use me because you're not a respecter of persons. Oh, God of mercy. Oh, God of mercy. Go on, let that song be your prayer. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Let it be a prayer. Do you really mean that? If you can use anything, you can use me. Take my hands, take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, and speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh. If you can, you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use. You know, when you see these gifts in operation, they are awesome gifts. If you've ever seen the gift of wisdom in operation, where you think that this is a complex situation, and suddenly somebody comes, and in four or five sentences, they have simplified what you thought had no solution and given you the solution. Or when you see the gift of prophecy in operation and someone is speaking the mind of God, these gifts are awesome to watch. Or where you see the gift of healing, the doctors have written the person off, but somebody prays and right there before your eyes, the person is healed. Or the word of knowledge. That's the one that excites the church. The word of knowledge. Just that somebody can know. And the list goes on and on. But Paul says this. He says in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13 verses 1 to 3. This passion translation. If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages. And in the heavenly tongues of angels. Yet I didn't express myself with love. My words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. There are some who have the gifts. They have the gifts of, from their Father in heaven. They've discovered it. There might even be a gift in terms of the fivefold ministry. And sometimes they manifest the gifts of the Spirit. 
But Paul says, if it isn't done from a place of love, he says it's empty, it's hollow. He goes on to say, if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith, the kind of faith that could move mountains, but I've never learned to love, then I am nothing. And if I were to be generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor, and to offer my body to be burned as a matter, without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. What does Paul say? After telling us about these amazing gifts, he crashes the whole thing by saying, if all these things don't sit on a heart that is full of love, it's empty. So I want you to pray for yourself. And if there's anyone who is holding on forgiveness or bitterness in their hearts, release it. Ask the Spirit of God to help you release it. And I want you to pray that every action of yours, every word that you speak, frankly, every thought you think, will be conditioned, resting on the foundation of the greatest gift of all. And that gift is love. Will you pray that prayer? Will you ask God to just, just do something deep in your heart in the few minutes that we have? One or two minutes. Just to do something deep in your heart. You can continue the prayer later. So that you really become a reservoir of the love of God. Your mouth becomes a spout uh, uh, of the love of God. Your actions... Some of us know our tongues are caustic. Our words are biting and cutting. We can't really flow in any of those gifts if it doesn't rest on this love of God. Some of us need to repent of the things that we say or we have said. Some of us know our actions. Some of us have participated in conversations that we know are toxic. We have murdered others, not in a physical sense, but with our tongues. Some of us are holding on forgiveness against others. Some of us are bitter or envious in our hearts. And whilst no one else knows, you know, the Spirit of God knows. Why don't we just check our hearts and say, Lord, just purify my heart, purify my heart. Even the careless words I have uttered that, 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 that make it clear that your, the love my love barometer in my heart is not as deep as it should be. Father, help me, O oh God, by your Spirit. Do a work in my heart. Do a work in my heart, O oh God. Father, let me be a carrier of your love. Let me respond with the love I have received from you in the way that I treat others, Heavenly Father. Let me overlook it because of love. Let me forgive because of love. Father, let me touch others with, with, with the love that I have in my heart. And Father, in the area that I'm struggling, or the person I'm struggling with, Father, help me to overcome, Heavenly Father. Oh God, refine us fire. Come and do a work in my heart. Oh please, Lord, do a work in my heart. My heart's one desire is to be. Oh Lord, God, 
Lord, as we end, will you place your hand on your heart? God, place your hand on your heart. Father, do a deep work, oh God, by your spirit. Take away any rocks of unforgiveness, of bitterness, of anger, of malice. Anything, oh God, Father, that will stop the fountain of love that your spirit has shed abroad in my heart from coming out of me, Heavenly Father. Father, do a supernatural work in my heart, O oh God, so that I'm ready to receive the gifts, O oh God, of your Spirit. I'm ready if I'm called, O oh God, by you, O oh God, to be a gift to men as part of the fivefold ministry. I'm ready, O oh God, for the revelation of the gift that you put in me, O oh God, while you were making me. Do a work in my heart, O oh God, Father. And Father, help me, O God, to deal with the characteristics, O God, that show, God, that I don't have any depth of love in my heart. Father, we just thank you. Lord, we bless you, O God. Sweet Holy Spirit, as the refiner's fire. My heart's one desire, O oh God, please honor it, O oh God, not because I deserve it, but because, Father, of your grace and mercy, we bless you, O oh God. That's my heart's desire, O oh God, to be so holy that your love pours out of me in thoughts, words, and deeds. Father, we thank you, O oh God. Oh, Lord, do a deep work. Even after this, one eye is over. Father, search me, O oh God. And any boulder, any rock that is an obstruction, help me to take it out of my heart. Father, we bless you, O oh God. Father, we just ask, Holy Spirit, as the refiner's fire, that you will purify our hearts so that we are ready, ready, ready to do the will of our Father. Ready to do the will of our Father, O oh God. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Um, those prayer points, those, these are prayer points that you work through, so please take them and in the secret place um, between you and God, sort out the things that need to be sorted out. God needs vessels and we want to present vessels to Him. God bless you.